St. Thomas Aquinas. So, beloved, let me begin by making a preliminary remark. Uh, this morning when I arrived uh, at church, I noticed that I had not taken my face masks uh, with me. So I approached Father Dome and I said to him, Father, I don't have a face mask, so kindly give me one. And he graciously gave me this one that I'm wearing. So I want to suggest to you that if you forgot your face mask, you can do as I did. I'm sure that there's a kind person close to you who has an extra one and will be happy to give you one. I think that we should continue to protect ourselves because from what it seems, COVID is still alive and well. So we ought to protect ourselves and to protect one another. But beloved, let me um, say that today, as I began to say at the beginning of the Mass, is uh, Mother's Day, and we want to say to all our mothers how much we appreciate you and love you, and we pray that God's blessing will continue to be upon you for all that you do for us. Amen. Indeed, in this Mass, I will be very brief with my reflection because I understand that at the end of the Mass, we shall have a message from one of our mothers. So let me not say much and take the wind out of their sails because they might have a message for us. But let me go straight to um, our, the, the Word of God for today, which is from John's Gospel, chapter 10, 27 to 30. And I began to say to you, that usually every fourth Sunday of Easter, you can check your missile, you can check, you notice that the theme coalesces almost always around the question of the Good Shepherd, every fourth Sunday of Easter. So sometimes this Sunday is called Good Shepherd Sunday. And it is also um, usually the Sunday on which we speak about vocations. So that is it. But today I just want to dwell with you very briefly on this short passage of Scripture from John chapter 10. Now, by the way, anytime you take your Bible and you open John chapter 10, you're reading about the Good Shepherd. Um, so the beginning of that passage is very clear. I am the Good Shepherd, you know, and so on and so forth. But the whole passage, really, the whole chapter is about the Good Shepherd. And really, if you want to understand who Jesus is as the Good Shepherd, we ought to return to our classical text, which we all love and which we all sing with such joy. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Fresh and green are the pastures, and so on and so forth. That, that passage I call it the locus classicus. It's, it's the text in the Bible that summarizes everything there is to say about God being our shepherd. You, you can't run away from that text. Beautiful text. And I want to suggest to you that there are basically three things in that passage that define the shepherd. It tells us who the shepherd is. So the first thing is that it says, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. 
He leads me. That's the first thing that the shepherd does. The shepherd leads. The shepherd leads. Now, I have been explaining to a group of people, and I keep saying, leading is a matter of knowledge. When you are in the desert, to know where there is water to lead the sheep is a matter of knowledge. The reason why the shepherd leads is that the shepherd has knowledge where to find fodder, where to find food, where to find water. That's why the shepherd leads. So leadership is number one. The shepherd leads because the shepherd has knowledge, knows where to take you. If you have a leader who doesn't know where to take you, you are in trouble. It's number one. Number two, even if I should walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil. Fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they give me comfort. Number two, the second task of the shepherd is to protect the sheep. Protect the sheep. Second thing the shepherd does. When I go through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. You protect me from evil. Shepherd leads knowledge. Shepherd protects the second thing. You have set a banquet for me in the sight of my foes. My cup runneth over, and so on and so forth. Number three, the shepherd feeds, gives food to the, to the sheep. Those are the three tasks of the shepherd. To lead with knowledge, to protect from evil, and to feed, to nourish. Three tasks of the shepherd, according to Psalm 23. And actually, when you look at our passage for today, from John chapter 10, reading from 27 to 30, you notice that Jesus is actually preaching is actually developing these three dimensions of who the shepherd is and he's teaching us to understand who he is to us the three things that he does for us as our shepherd and the first thing you read in john chapter 10 27 he says i know my sheep and my sheep know me and i lead them and they follow now, the interesting thing I see about this passage is that, you see, almost all the other passages that speak about the good shepherd tell us about where the shepherd leads us to. He leads us, you know, in green pastures and so on and so forth. But this is a shepherd who does not only know where he's taking you, he knows you. There is a tragedy of a shepherd who knows where he wants to take you but doesn't know you. You know, to lead people, you must know them. The other day... I organized a leadership seminar in the seminary for our seminarians. We had these um, life coaches come to speak. And it was interesting when they came and they began to speak about temperaments, you know, and, and take the temperaments apart. And how they were teaching us how critical it is for you to know the temperament of the person you're leading. If you lead a sanguine, the way you lead a phlegmatic, you're in trouble. Jesus is, the, is your shepherd because he doesn't only know where he's taking you, but he knows you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He knows what you are capable of. 
what you will run away from. He knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. Let's leave it there. John chapter 10, 27, the first thing the shepherd says is that I know you. I know my sheep and they know me. And they follow. You know that there are times that we think that Jesus doesn't know us. Oh, he knows you. Oh, he does. And he leads you. He knows where you are. He knows you are down and out. He knows you've been crying last night. He knows. He knows that there have been times when you've had suicidal thoughts. He knows that you've been trying to give up. He knows you want to run away. He knows. He knows sometimes even our duplicity, a double life. So he knows. He knows. But he says you should also know him. That's number one. Number two, if you read from verse 28, he says that, and I give them eternal life. The shepherd says he gives them eternal life. You know, I told you that the second thing that the shepherd does is to feed the sheep. He feeds them. He set a banquet in the sight of my foes. My cup runneth over, so on and so forth. He feeds them. And you know, when I read that passage, John chapter 10, 28, and he said, I give them eternal life. It struck me deeply. We're reading from John chapter 10, and in John chapter 6, you remember that Jesus was talking, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats me shall not hunger. Whoever drinks shall not thirst. The bread that I give is my own flesh for the life of the world. You see, the duty of the shepherd ordinarily is to go find the food, find the water, nourish the sheep. The difference is that when Jesus feeds, he feeds with himself. And how can he feed with himself unless he is totally immolated, unless he sacrifices himself, he sacrifices his own life? The shepherd finds food for the sheep that is extraneous, that is outside him. This Jesus dies so that we can have life. There is this image of the pelican, this bird, the pelican, that when it's feeding its young, I don't know where I read it or saw it, but when it can't find food and it's feeding its young, it pecks itself until it bleeds so that the young can feed off its own blood. That is an image of what the Eucharist is. He literally bleeds so that we can find food. The shepherd leads with knowledge. Knowledge of the goal of the destination, but also knowledge of the sheep. The shepherd feeds you, but he doesn't feed you just with any food. He sacrifices so that you can live. You know that's the kind of leadership we need in Ghana? Number three. Again, in the same verse 28, he says, And none can snatch them from my hand. No one can snatch them out of my hand. I told you the third thing that the shepherd does is to protect, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And Jesus says that no one can snatch you from my hand because his hand is there to protect you. But you see, the image of this snatching out of the hand of the shepherd is a very, very interesting image. 
it could be the image of the wolf, you know, that comes, or the bear that comes to snatch the young, the lambs, and so on and so forth. That could be it. But it could be a different image. And when Jesus says that no one can snatch them from my hand, no one can lead them astray, this is also the image of the other shepherd or the hireling, the person who comes to steal the sheep from the shepherd. You see, there is nothing worse than following the shepherd that is not your shepherd. The reason is that it looks like another shepherd, right? You know, it's another shepherd, you know, so everything looks benign and normal, but that's not your shepherd. And that's why he says that I know them, but they also know me. Because you don't know where this other shepherd is, is taking you. You don't, you don't know. And you know, as I read this and as I was meditating upon it, it reminded me of something I heard when I was back in Pedu. This is almost this is more than 20 years ago. I was in a seminary. And there was, I think we went to the University of Cape Coast for a program. I think there was a banner or something, and we looked at it. We were young seminarians by then. And there was a conference going on in UCC by a group of churches. And the theme of the conference that these churches were organizing was sheep stealing. I don't know how to, I think if we put it into tree, it would be nicer. A giant rear or something like that. I don't know. There's a group of people, you know, have met to devise ways of stealing sheep. And I think that th this is precisely what Jesus is talking about. You know, very often you are thinking about the fact that you are walking in the valley of the shadow of death and that there is some bear or some, some lion, you know, trying to grab you. Yeah, that's true. But Jesus thinks about the possibility that you are not following, the, you are following a shepherd, but not the shepherd. And what Jesus intends with his rod and his staff is that you will be protected and that none shall snatch you from his hand. None. Beloved, it's enough for today. John chapter 10, 27 through 30. Remember those passages of scripture. Remember what the shepherd is supposed to do for you. Number one, he leads you with knowledge. Number two, he protects you. Number three, he feeds you. And that is what Jesus intends to do. He only asks two things. One, that you know him, that you know your shepherd. And number two, that you follow him. Today I pray that uh, we shall be those sheep that Jesus desires we shall follow our master, that we shall know him, that we shall love him. And I pray that this day will also be a blessing to all our mothers who by your life and example and teaching have taught us how to follow. May God bless us. Amen.